first off, I figured we should get straight into it. Uh, what was your guys' first impression of one another? Feel, please feel free to be as brutal as possible. I thought Booksty was like a gamer because I saw him on like Twitter. <laughs> mm. On uh, There's just one a- rapper named Atlas. I don't know if you know them. Yeah, yeah. I do, that's a really... I haven't heard that name in years. Yeah. Yeah, but I was. it was on their private Twitter. I saw Blixty and like he had like a FaZe logo type name, but it said <laughs> instead of like the F, it was, it was like Blixty. I don't know. I just thought Mento was just like a cool like lo-fi producer. I don't know what anime it was, but their profile picture was like naruto or like dragon ball or something it was dragon ball z it makes sense uh that you two had those sort of like opinions of one another because uh from the jump because i can imagine uh you don't make as much music as you two have together without being you know pretty positive towards each other from the beginning but i can imagine there have been plenty of times where you could or you two have disagreed on plenty of stuff so i'm wondering like what do you two do to resolve situations where maybe one of you disagrees on a direction to take a track and you guys are sort of butting heads in that regard i just keep arguing until Booksy agrees no like oh let's meet in the middle let's have like a, a sort of compromise it's just until just butting heads until one of you agrees i just like say in my mind like i'm not getting through to mental and i just like <laughs> let mental have the w does mental usually come out on top in those situations or is it uh you know a give and take sort of thing i'm always on top Yo, chill. <laughs> Approach. <laughs> and then um how do you two uh, look back on some of your earlier music together maybe going dating back as far as like alone it was like really bad like our first song together is like detuned and like i made the beat for it mm-hmm. and i still didn't know like the right key it's not even like a normal tuning it's like plus 30 cents or something are there moments where maybe you look back on some of your guys's earlier work and like okay there are like elements or things that are like add some some substance to them or is it all just universal like you dislike pretty much everything you guys made like at the beginning of your guys's careers i feel like around like two years ago like i like started finding my sound mm-hmm. and i just like expanded off of that like around aura and bad time like bad time is like the first like song that's kind of like our style i feel like but like before that i kind of hate all my music that's not like from the past like year or like year and a half because like i've just improved and like changed so much from them considering you two have worked so much together um that you call each other like twins on each other's like twitter bios and shit i've i think it's safe <laughs> to say you guys are pretty inseparable and i feel like your guys's dynamic is something a lot of artists sort of like strive for to just like have somebody to like throw ideas and like bounce ideas off of and just consistently come back together and collaborate more and more so i'm wondering like what advice would you give to somebody who's maybe looking for the blixty or the mental in their life you can't you can't find it they'll never have it they can't be like us you'll find someone if you just make music with a lot of people and like you'll you'll find someone who clicks with you and who you can like have similar ideas and like goals and stuff right and considering how long you guys have been working together i can imagine it must have been kind of like a full circle moment for you two to step out on stage and uh and Philly together could you tell us a little bit what fiona's world was like that was the best day of my life i don't know about Blixie, but that was easily the best day of my life <laughs> It was one of them. I have a I have a video of like Mento getting off the plane. Oh, you guys met at the airport? Yeah, they they waited for me at my gate, and they were like recording me when I stepped out. Like I stepped out of the gate, and it was just a phone in my face, basically. <laughs> like a family member returning from war. <laughs> and I'm wondering, like, did any of you have like a, a, a any sort of like anxiety about getting up on stage? Because I can imagine like going from remaining largely faceless like artists on the internet to like there's 200 people in front of me, like 300 people in front of me all like screaming the lyrics to my songs must have been kind of intimidating. Honestly, I did at first before I got to Philly, but like the worst part to me was the soundtrack, like 10 people just staring at me all alone on the stage. Like that was just the terrifying part. I was so nervous for the entire time. Okay, we ordered Wendy's because we didn't eat anything the whole day. And so it was like 5 p.m. We were about to get on. We're like, we should eat before we perform. And so we ordered Wendy's. I ate one nugget and that was all I could eat. Really? No, it wasn't even one. It was like half of a nugget. I was just, I was like that nervous. I thought I was going to like, I thought I was going to die. We ordered Jack Eats, right? And like, <laughs> like. Well, it's not elaborate on that. Just, was, okay. You. Mm-hmm. I was outside like waiting for it. And they keep, kept like trying to get me to come down for sound check. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, bro, I need my Wendy's. Because like, there's like three of our foods. So we had like Odyssey way outside for the Wendy's. Do you remember what the name 
uh, that they gave you order because because Jack Jack always makes it basketball players uh, when you order on Jack Eats. Do you remember what the name was when you got your order or no? I don't know. I was too focused on other stuff. Yeah, I can imagine that. I can imagine that kind of slip through the cracks when you got like a whole ass show to to worry about. But I remember um, the only time I ever did Jack Eats, I did it nine hours before it got shut down. (laughs) So I was like really nervous, but I got I got I think I was like the last person to ever order on Jack Eats. I put in the ticket and like nothing happened. For like 30 minutes so i was like oh what the fuck is it like closed they didn't announce that it was closing today and then jick jock dms me he was like oh bro i forgot to close today i didn't see it my bad and then just like in dms with me ats me and then says coming right up like like it's like an actual restaurant and then he like got to work on like preparing the order or whatever and then he got on to me because it wasn't like my order it was for my roommate my roommate had ordered it so because i told him about junkies and then i did the order for him and apparently he got like mcdonald's chicken nuggets with no sauce so then jick jack was like you got nuggets with no sauce just raw dog it uh, and i was like it's not me it's for my roommate he's like wait your real name is matthew because that's my roommate's name i was like no I, my, my name is noah and he's like yeah yeah that's what they all say i got backlight my eye matthew yeah i got my eye on you backlight matthew but then when it got there i'll never forget i'm walking down to the front of my dorm with like adidas slides like sweatpants and like a busted ass tee on and i walk up and the guy hands me the mcdonald's bag and he goes damian lillard i like almost like pissed myself laughing in the lobby and then i walked back upstairs and gave a fucking roommate his mcdonald's yeah chucky it's very good customer uh support experience i hope jerk watches this And it's just and just like looks at like the bottom of the YouTube video and like looks at the sections and it's just Jack eats. I got I got Jack eats like four times. Hey, that's I mean that's the cost of two normal orders. Hey, I respect it. It's funny that you guys mentioned like the whole like Jack eats story because I feel like pretty much everybody I know that either went to or performed at um, Fiona's World came away from it with some really funny stories to tell once the weekend was over. So I'm wondering like, do you have any particularly like funny stories that meant that like stick out in your memory um, as you came away from the weekend or no? It was on the last day. Me, Blixty, Odyssey, like Draft 2K, Sebi, Kim J. <laughs> um like crazy lineup just a ton of people like chilling in the bnb we were making a beats there's just one clip of like i think blixty put down like a single note sevi like plays it and starts freaking out at the <laughs> single note dude sevi has such an incredible laugh i fucking love sevi i need to interview him at some point bro i love sevi yeah you have to i feel like he has like some of the best energy out of everyone in the scene he's such a character yeah there's mm-hmm. a story i have a story it was like a group of us it was like 16 of us 13 to 16 of us there's like this fancy restaurant connected oh. to our bnb we called before like to get reservations and we go over there we're looking at the menu all all 13 of us we're looking at the menu we don't know what any of this is and it's like a hundred dollars and then like we decided to just like dip and go to cans and then we go to cancel it it's 30 dollars per person and it's only charged on one person's card so like one person had to pay like 300 dollars. we're like we can't afford it and then they're like okay we'll charge you for the sparkling water they just gave up yeah. they were literally they were literally just gonna like charge you without doing it and then like you just like push back a little bit and they're like no nah, never mind <laughs> yeah there's there's no one else in the restaurant like and uh i can imagine like coming face to face with so many of like people that like listen to your music after like such a lengthy online career must have felt like sort of like a collision of worlds uh and mental i understand you also kind of had that like uh, those two worlds collide a bit um when you showed your parents your music for the first time how was that experience it was scary because okay my mom was in uh minnesota i texted her at like 3 a.m probably like a whole essay like a whole five paragraph mla formatted essay i didn't even want to show them my music because i was like scared i just told her like everything and like that i had a show and stuff oh this was like in preparation for philly yeah this is this is probably uh two weeks before <laughs> before the show <laughs> they're pretty supportive and they like my music i think so it was, it was really cool. fuck yeah, yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like a lot of parents, at least like when I whenever I've showed like my parents, like my friends music, they're always like, oh, too much auto tune or whatever. They're like, they listen to like fucking Jimmy Buffett and shit. So I'm not expecting them <laughs> to necessarily love like, you know, the music from here. But it's cool that your parents are supportive. And Blixie, have you ever showed your parents your music or no? Yeah, I have. Me and Mental were like preparing to show like our parents our music. Mental waited a whole another year for some reason. But <laughs> all my family members were like wondering how I get money. And they thought I was like doing something like drug dealing or like. <laughs> doing illegal stuff online yeah i can imagine if like money just like shows up in your kid's bank account every month i can imagine it'd be like a little like and they don't have a job i can imagine it'd be a little concerning but yeah what'd they say they just like oh yeah that's cool and <laughs> stuff hold on apex legends just opened i don't know why like it was like really loud <laughs> this is why i have no I games installed none not even a single game actually i have minecraft I don't play it. And then uh, it's interesting that your your parents are as supportive of your guys' music um, because I feel like I've asked that question to like a fair few people at this point and I've yet to meet somebody who told their parents like from the jump that they were making music. Um, so I'm wondering like considering both of you have taken that, that sort of like leap of faith of showing them your stuff, uh, what advice would you give to somebody who maybe wants to show their parents their stuff but like doesn't really know how to go about it? Don't be suspicious about it. Mm. <laughs> or they'll think you're doing something bad. Yeah and also like maybe wait until you have like if you want to do stuff with it and like turn it into something more than just like a hobby then wait until you have like some sort of like you know something that like can put you apart from other people if you're getting money from it or if you're getting like good numbers or if you're just making something like really really good mm -hmm. or getting some sort of attention because i don't know some parents need to see like some proof before they fully support it at the end of the day most people's parents are gonna be supportive for the most part yeah it's unfortunate because i feel like i've bumped into quite a few people who like tell their parents eventually but maybe only have like a few thousand followers on soundcloud like like 5k monthly or something like that and then their parents are just like okay well you're not making money from this so like stop doing it you have to go to college and stuff like that and like obviously i don't expect them to be like yeah chase your dreams don't go to college like fuck yeah do music because it's like from their perspective there isn't much proof to show that this could be like a thing like sustainable like as like a career path or whatever but i, I agree with the point of like maybe having proof to be like hey this is something that is like worthy of my time and worthy of your guys's interest i think that's a good point and uh i understand pretty soon after fiona's world you two met up again to work on an album together so i'm wondering how did you find working together in person after so long of working together online oh boy that was terrible. Like the whole trip, Mental arrived like two or three days late. What? Like, the whole trip, <laughs> their laptop was set to mono the whole time. We we're like, why does everything sound bad? Then <laughs> we found out the it last took like day. five days, no, like four days. I was like looking at my settings. I was like, hold on, why is audio in mono switched on? We couldn't make a single song until like the last day. It was like a song for our friends page. So we didn't like work on that album at all. But now we like now we're working on it. We got like eight songs done so far. Oh, fuck yeah. Awesome. How many uh, how many tracks are you shooting for it to be in total? Like 16. Fuck yeah. And I mean, like, Blixie, you're not immune to, to computer problems as well. I understand you set your monitor to, like, 60 hertz when you had a 144 hertz monitor for, like, years. How do you know that? Hey, I'm back like Noah. I get the scoop. I got eyes and ears everywhere, buddy. Okay. You're Nardwar, right? I'm not, no, I'm Nardwar's son. Where do you think these curls came from? But yeah. on the topic of things that I, I have eyes and ears everywhere, is it true that you guys went to Neiman's and bought matching belts? Yes. That is true. Bought the MCM belt. Was it worth it? I don't know. I think it was worth it. I got the receipt. You got the receipt? You like pinned yeah, it to the it wall? Right here. It's right here. <laughs> you had it I ready that it. quick? Video. No, let me explain. Okay, I was moving my brother's bed in here, so my mom was in here. So I had the receipt like just in a random spot, but I took it and hit it so my mom wouldn't look at it and see how much it was. <laughs> the only time I've ever 
Ben to Neiman's was like recently, it was like two and a half months ago. And I felt so intimidated because I walked in, I was like, oh my God, like I, yeah, I'm a journalist. I don't have money like that. So I was like, I was like terrified. And I was just there with like my friend and he was shopping for stuff. The thing is like, I know Neiman's is like, it's supposed to be a big store, but this is the one on Magnificent Mile in Chicago. It's like six stories tall. It's like genuinely the size of a fucking Ikea. Oh my God. It's huge. It's like obnoxiously big. And the only way to get up and down the floors is on like the slowest escalators I've ever been on. <laughs> they take like a full minute for you to get to each floor. They're like designed for like geriatric people or something. We were on the first floor looking at, he was looking at like helmet laying shit or whatever. And then I was like, man, I got to use the bathroom. Like where's, and I asked around, like I asked an employee, like where's the bathroom? Like, oh, it's on the sixth floor. So I was like, okay, great. So I decided to walk up. I had to walk up. I don't know why you put a bathroom on the sixth floor. You got to yeah, put all that, that plumbing. Yeah. But I, I had to walk up six floors. I just like, Went to the bathroom, thought like everything was fine. And then I, I went to fl flush the toilet and it didn't go down. Oh no. And then it's one of those toilets that just automatically flushes like on like a cycle. Uh -huh. And I like sat there for like a few minutes being like, bro, please, please. And it didn't, it took like three cycles and it didn't go down. So I like went and found my friend on the first floor. I was like, yo, we got to go. <laughs> and he was like, wait, why? And I was like, I, I clogged the toilet. He's like, you clogged the toilet at Neiman Marcus. That's a crazy story. You know why they put the bathroom on the sixth floor? Why? It's so you got to like look at all the clothes when you go up to use the bathroom. That might be it. Because I, I remember on my way up, I saw a really cool sweater and I was like, dang, if I ever make money, I'm going to like get that. It looked really, really cool. So it's yeah. It's a I money mean, strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're onto something. I like you. You think about money like that. I like the way you think. I always think about money. In Philly, it sucks. Like we went like three times, but like. Yeah. You guys went a lot. <laughs> we were like telling the employees about our shows and everything. Like they're like asking us about it. Yeah. They were freaking with us. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. Considering the whole like thesis for Fiona's world was to sort of like demonstrate how much this community can accomplish if it works together. Um, I'm wondering, have there ever been any other instances where you've maybe like bumped into somebody wearing merch from an artist in the scene or just like overheard somebody in class like talking about an artist from the scene that sort of put the scale of the community into perspective for you? I was wearing a Midwest shirt and like this kid came up to me and was like, is that Midwest shirt? I was like, yeah. And they're like, sick. And then they walked away. Edgar's a particularly prominent example. I remember recently, I am, I'm taking a history of electronic music class this quarter. Mm -hmm. And we had to introduce ourselves in, in it by listing a genre that we listen to like a genre of music i was like the 15th name to be called or something like that and like he was just going down the list and everybody was just saying like oh i like electronic music and it was getting kind of boring so i said like digicore i like listening to digicore, digicore music and he's like okay cool and then he kept like listing down like the list of names and then he was like i'm curious about this digicore what's a what's it what's an example of a digicore artist and i was like oh and like first one that came to mind was midwest so then he he played uh broken i think i know you hate me in another song i forget what song but he played the like in like we watched the music videos like in class and there were like three or four kids in the class that were like, whoa, this is crazy. And the teacher was like, what? What's crazy about it? And he's just like, oh, like we listened to like, they were like, oh, I listened to Midwest. And it's funny that we're like listening to him on the first day of class. So I was like, it, it's gotten to the point where I can walk into like any given classroom, at least like music related classrooms and find like three to four people that like know of Edgar, which is kind of insane. That's crazy. I put a lot of kids onto uh, Edgar, like in school. I think I put a lot of kids on Blixty too. Do you introduce that conversation as like somebody you work with or like just like, oh, I know I know this person online named Blixty. They make really good music. I just tell people to listen to Blixty and then they find mental and they're a fan of me now and they don't even know it's me. Right. So so really it's self-promotion. I mean, that's really interesting because I feel like seeing like a monthly listeners like number like rise on a screen is like one thing, but to have that like put in perspective of like knowing people or having somebody come up to you and be like, oh, is that Midwest? is like a completely different thing, especially because that like the numbers, the numbers you two are putting up, like statistically speaking, there's got to be at least a couple fast food representatives in your guys' audience. And so I'm wondering, <laughs> I've asked this question a couple times, but I'm, I'm going to put a spin on it this time. Okay. Let's say, hypothetically, you get hit up by any fast food restaurant in the world to make any fast food like meal in the world. 
you had to answer for each other. Blixty, what is the mental meal? And mental, what is the Blixty meal? Oh, no. I know what mental's going to say for me, but... Wait, I need um, to remember what I have to say for you. The mental Waffle meal Waffle House? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> the mental meal would be like a four-piece chicken nugget and fries. I don't like no, chicken no, nuggets. No, no, actually, no, it'd be like a one nugget and some fries and like the lemonade from Wendy's because that's all mental ate. That is... I didn't eat any of that. No sauce? Just one I nugget? Half a you nugget. one nugget. I ate half a nugget. I couldn't stomach the sauce. One mini nugget, some baconator fries... And the mango peach lemonade. Mango peach lemonade sounds good. I was going to say this kind of sounds like a shitty meal, but I'll take that. Okay. It was good. And then uh, mental, <laughs> what is the Blixty meal? Melatonin and coffee from <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. The melatonin like cappuccino from Dunkin' Donuts? No, nah, it's just like <laughs> they give you coffee and then they give you like two melatonin gummies. The gummies, not the pills? <laughs> not the gummies. So you got to stop drinking the coffee. You can't even like down the pills with the coffee. You got to chew up mm -hmm. the gummies. No, it's like a pill. It's not even like You have the pills? Melatonin. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're telling send me that you were taking melatonin pills with coffee? What screenshot? What? <laughs> oh yeah, I got you. There's a whole lore to this. I'm gathering that you guys have a lot of evidence to to back up your claim. You've sent like three videos and now a screenshot of... You're gonna like this screenshot. So like all summer 2020, like I stayed up all night and I'm like, ah, I gotta go to sleep. So I take like a melatonin. Mm -hmm. But like my grandma would wake up and make coffee and I was like, oh, that sounds so good. And I'd like drink the coffee after taking the melatonin. I, I never, I've never been like a huge big like coffee drinker, but for a long time I drank yerba every single day, which is like arguably like a lot worse because it's like two and a half cups of coffee in a, in a single yerba. At one point, I drank two in a single day and then I came home from class and was like talking to my mom about how my day went. My mom, my mom like stopped me and was like, Noah, did you like take anything today? And I was like, what? And she was like, you're talking like really fast and like kind of like darting around the room, which I don't remember me doing, but I was on an equivalent of five cups of coffee at that point. So I don't doubt it. I'm not a fan of coffee that much, but like if it's like coconut creamer, like that stuff is so good. And then um, on the topic of production, uh, Mental, I understand you recently updated your track train recently with some new beats, uh, which raises the point that Blixie, you don't have a track train. So I'm wondering like, what do you each think of uh, are some of like the pros and cons of putting beats up on a marketplace like that versus sort of working one-on-one -on -one with an individual artist working one-on-one -on -one is like better but you get money when you sell beats and also like it can build connections like long-term ones track training is like a good way of getting your beats out there and like seeing what kind of artists are hopping on your beats and then maybe you can like see if anyone is like really fire and you can like hit them up and like send them beats you know i don't really make beats like that so i wouldn't know but last time i used track chain that shit was not working this what the website was broken yeah i went on it earlier like last night i was in like researching you guys i went to like look at like mental's track chain and it, and it took like 45 seconds to load so oh yeah that website is not good uh on the topic of of like putting yourself out there uh blixie i understand you recently gave making videos on tiktok a shot so i'm wondering oh no considering uh just how much push there is for artists to post stuff on tiktok or just social media in general nowadays i'm wondering what do you think are some of like the most uh the most common mistakes that artists make it when like promoting their stuff say that your wife left you because she found out you make hyperpop it's oddly specific i've never seen anybody i think i, I think you're the only person i've seen do that <laughs> The most annoying thing is when someone posts like a beat on Instagram and then tags like a bunch of artists in oh, it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't know, like maybe it'll work, but like for me, whenever I see that, I just ignore it. Like you're not even like coming up to me and like DMing me and like asking me. You're just like posting it and like tagging me. If you want to work with someone, then at least like have a conversation with them. At least like pretend that you care about the person. So uh, pretend to care. That's uh, that's mental's advice to the people. At least, at least. I mean, it's better if you actually do. But and uh, on the topic of branding, I think it's a safe. To, I think it's safe to say your guys' uh, branding is pretty heavily rooted in anime. With you two even going. As as far as to have matching a comic a kill profile pictures at one point uh so i'm wondering uh what are each of you guys's favorite like animes manga or anything like anything of the sort there's so much to choose from maybe give us your top five each um i like i want to eat your pancreas uh scum's wish orange 
uh, Death Note, uh, Toradora, and Horimiya. That's six, so clearly you can't count, but it's okay. My fault, my fault. I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> counting while I was listening to them off. You're fine, you're fine. What books do you have about you? I like K-On, Kuroko's Basketball is really good. Hunter Hunter is good. Erased is good. And um, Eden Zero. A while back, uh, Jed will put out a tweet saying that a good way to predict trends in music uh, is just to look at different periods of genera- generational nostalgia, uh, which we've seen in the resurgence of stuff like pop punk recently. And the point Jed will made is that if this trend of like reviving sort of dormant genres continues, dubstep is the next step for like a chance at revitalization. Um, but if that's the case, I can imagine lo-fi would be pretty soon behind that. So I'm wondering, considering your guys' experience in the lo-fi community, what do you think sort of developments that sound is going to have going forward? I remember you asked me this originally. Mm-hmm. And I said there'd be no development, but I actually changed my mind because um, I was listening to Delta's like alt page and like they're going crazy, like with like making it unique and like they're putting their own sound on it. So I feel like honestly, like there's like a lot that can be done with that genre. And like a good example is like uh, Quinn's album. There's like a lot of lo-fi stuff on there. What's the what's the song called? Uh, Tudor Tiffany. Mm-hmm. That song is so good. And that's like, I feel like that's a good example of like where the genre could go in the future. It doesn't have to be like a corny, like anime girl <laughs> study music, you know, it can be like some really like interesting and like deep and like you know real music that's not just like computer generated and then uh no matter how many new artists you discover it seems like there's always going to be a hundred more uh you wish you could have found sooner so if you could pick a handful of artists to put our listeners onto right now who'd you pick like lazy doll mino kiriano cory lingo is really good sino cairo definitely cairo data life reserve for me it's probably like a uh, lazy doll uh lunchbox lunchbox is so hard uh my friend odyssey z z i don't know how z is not famous like yeah z has insane music like respected like to this day is such like a fucking catchy song i don't even get how they're not like mainstream like it's just crazy to me because they have such like a distinct and like like good sound like all their music is just good draft 2k can can no i'm kidding <laughs> emo rave uh senses tropes uh did i say cold spades i forget oh uh, you didn't but cold spades is also really good oh blush bliss abstract jig jug Oh, also charms. Despite how many um, people each of you have collaborated with um, on songs in the past, I'm sure there's still plenty more you want to work with. So I'm wondering, if you could pick a handful of like, dream collaborators either on vocals or on production, who would they be? I've been sending beats to SGP West. I really want an SGP West placement. I want a Lunchbox placement. I got some songs with Kiano coming out soon, I think. I want an Uzi placement. Mm. That would be insane. Holy shit. Yeah, I can, I can hear Uzi on one of your beats, yeah. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I want to make a song with Blade. I want to make a song with Echo. Mm. Oh, yeah. Not Thai Boy? And Thai Boy too, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, okay. I was like, dang, you're leaving him out? Okay. I want to make music with like Kiriano, Reserve, Destroy Lonely, Bandmade, that would be cool, and Lazy Daw. And maybe like Star Kids. Finally, I'm really excited for what you two are going to accomplish this next year with an entire 16 track album coming up. That's super exciting. Um, so I'm wondering, uh, with you know that album on the horizon and you guys working together even more and more, what are you looking to accomplish for the year, sir? Hopefully, being able to just like live off of this, you know, just to live like comfortably off of just music and like just traveling and going everywhere mm. and meeting people. Yeah, like for the rest of 2022, I'm just trying to finish this album and like get it like ready to drop. But like next year, I want to be like living off it, going to studio sessions, doing more shows i want to uh move in with books to you if, if he wants to so yeah uh Blixie, you mentioned like traveling and, and stuff like that i feel like the first time i'd ever really traveled for like a show or anything like that was like the overcast show in philly last year and after that i was like damn i need to get out there and like start traveling more it's kind of like a drug going to philly was like so fun but it's just like i don't like make enough money to like do that like 10 times a month me neither but i'm still doing it Blixie knows i try to convince him to come with me places mentals try to convince me to go to like six different like places in the span of two months mentals try yeah. to get me to go to tennessee la new york like south carolina Okay, I get the I get the L.A. New York part. What the fuck is in South Carolina or Tennessee? Or is it Friends. North Carolina? Fuck yeah! All right, that's gonna wrap it up for today. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, back, backlight Matthew. Backlight Matt. <laughs>